Always beating and doozing, never cheating or choosing. 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 I'm stuck. Beating, doozing, never cheating or choosing. Always beating, doozing, never cheating or choosing. Always beating, doozing, never cheating or choosing. Always beating, doozing, never cheating. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Tuning Stick. It's a show about uh, Flash animation and the Homestar Runner hype machine. Uh, actually, this is the stick, um, but we are going to uh, do an episode that is similar to my other show, uh, Tuning Fork, today. Uh, the album we're talking about today is not reviewed by Pitchfork Media, uh, but we'll get into that. Uh, I'm David. And I don't have an AKA this week because I've been too uh, focused on actually listening to this album. That I'm Eden, uh, AKA an ugly and stupid butt. <laughs> that that is uh, that is one of my favorites off of this album. So uh, yeah, this uh, this time we're talking about uh, a CD that uh, I believe is the only CD that ever got released as Homestar Runner merchandise. But it's uh, Strong Bad Sings and other type hits. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think there was any other uh, any other ones. Like they mostly, they, everything else that would have been something like this would have been DVD extras and stuff like that. When it comes to like additional music, yeah. And uh, there's there's twenty there's twenty songs on here. Uh, twenty one if you include a hidden track at the end of it. Um, and they mostly come from uh they they mostly come from like pre existing songs uh, on the site. They're like extended versions of those songs. Um, and a, but a couple of them are just song titles from the original year 2000 Strong Bad Sings tune that got <laughs> uh, made into quote unquote songs, most of which are like 40 seconds long because they couldn't think of anything else to do with that title. I'm very disappointed that they didn't have a version of everyone who doesn't likely more than likely sucks really bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fake song titles from there. Yeah, I like that one. Um, there, there was also one in that tune called like something like "The Last Time That I Didn't Come in First Place Was Never." I mean, earlier today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which really gives you a sense of what Year Two Thousand Strong Bad was all about. You know, got to win those competitions. He won all the competitions. He was the strongest man in the world, and he had a lot more wrestling at mask in his accent. He was some kind of wrestle man, is the thing. The one thing that you've got to know about Strong Bad is that he was some kind of wrestle man. Yeah. So, so obviously, uh, this uh, this album did not get a Pitchfork review, but you know, I feel like if it did, it would probably have gotten something like a five point two or something like that. You know, just just so that they could say that they. They actually listened to it, and they thought that it tried too hard to be funny, even though they realized that it was culturally important or some shit like that. Yeah, I wonder, like, do you think this is the kind of thing that ever could get, like, one of those weird ret pitchfork retrospective joke reviews <laughs> that they do every once in a while, where the whole review is written in character as someone? And You know, maybe. I, I, have, I have read a couple of those recently, and, oh boy... Yeah, yeah Th those like, could be hard to uh, to read through sometimes, but they can also be pretty funny. I can't remember which one it is. You'd probably know this one better than I would, but they have a, a one review I remember from high school where it sounds like uh, it's a guy. It's written from the perspective of some guy on the bayou in Louisiana, 
and it's like it has almost <laughs> nothing to do with the actual content of the album that's being reviewed. <laughs> I'll have to look that one up. It's it's basically, I mean, it's a it's a really bad review of the album. It's basically this uh, the a very wordy version of the jet monkey peeing in its own mouth <laughs> review that they did. Yeah, I wonder if that YouTube video they linked to is still up and like continues to get hits from that review. That honestly, I hope so. That I feel like that review is sort of a cultural artifact. Yeah, that needs to be preserved. It's <laughs> they they just like decide to host the monkey pissing video on their own channel one day, and like <laughs> half of people who are subscribed to the Pitchfork YouTube channel have no idea why. <laughs> yeah, they just get a video of a monkey peeing in its own mouth in their feed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to see an an episode of Over Under about the monkey peeing in its own mouth. <laughs> or maybe even uh, maybe even the, the over-under interview would be of the monkey peeing in its own mouth. Yeah, they invite the monkey into Juan's basement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the monkey shows up and Jet is also there. <laughs> we thought we'd bring you two together to finally settle old quarrels. <laughs> Welcome to... This is Maury. God. Anyways, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the track listing right now on uh, the wiki page. And the, the one thing that I've noticed is that it's like the, the first four, uh, the first three songs anyways, are all from actual, all from actual tunes and aren't from the Strong Bad Sings and other type hits tune as far as I can tell. Because it's got like Trogdor, The System Is Down and The Strong Baddie, A National Anthem. And I was wondering if you think they did that because they were trying to like, uh, I guess maybe like front load it with the popular it. stuff. Yeah, with the stuff that people would be expecting to hear so that they can have some of the more, like, the original tracks coming later on. Yeah, I think that makes sense. If I was going to put the Trogdor theme on an album, I'd probably put it first. That, yeah, that makes, like, I, I, I understand why they do it. It definitely feels like a very sort of, like, flagship song for Homestar, so. Yeah, it, anybody anybody I know who knows Homestar and they know a song from Homestar, it's probably that. Because yeah, that was a that was a meme, right? Like when the actual episode came out, the Trogdor the Burninator thing was like a meme, even for people who like wouldn't actually know what it was from. Oh yeah, it it got uh, it got referenced on the finale of the entire show of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Even <laughs> like that's that's how popular Trogdor was. That is an internet fact that I had not heard before. I, I, yeah. I feel like was it was it one of those references that was kind of like difficult to watch, or did it like, or was it sort of a seamless uh, a seamless reference? We, let's let's just start talking about the the first track because we're kind of talking about it now anyway. So mm-hmm. let's talk about Trogdor. So yeah, in in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, um, I don't remember exactly what was happening in this episode except for this scene, which was uh, I think Xander and Giles playing D and D with um, with the character Jonathan, um, who originally was like one of the like bad nerd trio who was like kind of, who were kind of the villains in one of the seasons. And so Jonathan is the, is the dungeon master, and uh, 
he he has Trogdor as one of the monsters that they're fighting. He, he's like, you open the door and you're confronted by Trogdor the Burninator. And they, he, he's like, he never gets described or like any other references uh, to Trogdor are used except for his name. Um, Giles is like, I'm going to try to use my bag of illusions. And he says, ha, illusions on a Burninator? Silly, silly British man. <laughs> so right, yeah, that- that, that's about it. Okay, that's 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 um, tasteful. It isn't like, excuse me, Dad, I'm watching Trogdor. You've probably <laughs> never heard of it or something like that. Can't you see that I'm watching Trogdor? Excuse me, um, I'm kind of watching Trogdor over here. <laughs> yeah. So this this is the theme uh, that played originally in the Trogdor Strong Bad email called Dragon. Um, but it's like a full extended version of it with actual guitar solos and everything. Um, <laughs> Strong Bad, uh, when when the guitar solos are playing, kind of you hear him pipe up and talk about how wicked the guitar solos are, and because uh, <laughs> obviously Strong Bad, as we know, is a metalhead. Yeah, the uh, what's it called? The truck. I just like that they have the Trogdor song version without the uh, sort of Casio keyboard uh, drums that it was played on originally. Yeah, like in the because I think that's what they make all of their music on, like in the actual like tunes themselves, is all done on a Casio keyboard. Yeah, like they have. Uh, I-, I know that one of the keyboards they have is um, a Casio SK one. Um, be- and I only know this because that's a keyboard that my dad had and gave to me. Uh, when I was uh, little to play with, so I like knew all the sounds that it could make. Um, but that's like the keyboard they used to make uh, the the Teen Girl Squad theme, for example. Oh, okay. I did not know that. I assumed the Teen Girl Squad music was just some sort of like stock audio they had found. Yeah, no, it's it's like um, like the drum beat is just one of the pre-built-in drum beats in that keyboard, and then it's just the piano uh, instrument. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I can hear that. I imagine yeah. this this one, then this version of Trogdor, it says it was also uh, by HomestarRunner.com and by a band called You, also known as the Please Lot Rock Collective. And it says that they were the ones who played most of the actual instruments on this. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, I, I, I could see definitely that the Brothers Chaps could, like, uh, if they were going to do an actual album, they'd want to bring in some session musicians because they probably aren't like actual multi instrumentalists themselves. Yeah, though I'm surprised to see that. Yeah, that uh, what do you call uh, Matt and Mike both played a fair amount of instruments on this. Matt played a piano, and Mike played guitar, bass, and keyboards. And then the rest of it was all played by a band from Georgia that I guess they must have known from when they were younger or something. Yeah, where are you? Uh, where are you reading the credits for it? Oh, I'm on uh, just the regular the regular Wikipedia page for it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it has a link to a band called Y.O.U. or the Please Rock Collective. And it says that that they're best known as collaborators with the Brothers Chaps. And they've also put out a handful of albums on their own. There's a group, um, a a comedy band uh, called Ninja Sex Party. um, And they've been around for uh, about 10 years now. And they recently started recording albums also with a, a full band, which was just another band who they happen to know <laughs> who came in and learned all their songs and now they like tour with them and stuff i've heard of ninja sex party i, I used to get them i don't remember what the actual band was called but there was a band in like the mid 2000s that was like mildly popular dance rock band and i used to always get the names confused and I, i'm oh, really yeah i think i think i 
I know who you're talking about, but I don't remember what their name was. Yeah, there was a band that, like, they had a name similar to Ninja Sex Party, but they were, like, a more serious band, I guess, than <laughs> Ninja Sex Party was. I don't yeah. think they were, like, number one most serious group either, though. I'll, I'll, I'll mention it if it comes up, if I actually remember while we're doing the rest of this. But, yeah, yeah, most people, I feel like, even people who don't watch the show would probably have at least a vague memory of Trogdor if they came up in the same sort of time as uh, the CD came out. Yeah, for sure. Because it I was, was uh, I was fourteen. I was fourteen years old uh, when the CD came out, and I think I got it like the following year. I was five years old when the <laughs> CD came out. Um, I, I I've never I've listened to the whole thing basically on YouTube at least once before coming back to record this. But the the reason I'm I was pretty sure about the Trogdor thing is when I used to. Uh, before the whole stuff came out, when I used to rewatch old Channel Awesome episodes, they seemed to reference Trogdor a lot. And so I figured it must have been at least a slightly outside of the site itself kind of phenomenon for that thing to be referenced. Yeah, definitely. The rest of these, I don't even know if they ever really had another moment like that where, home, uh, just to kind of, you know, go off on this for a moment, I don't know if they had a, another moment where they really had something from Homestar become like a, a big outside of the show itself sort of uh, moment for them. Yeah, I don't think so. Other than just the existence of Strong Bad himself, I guess, <laughs> as the breakout <laughs> character. That's true. But yeah, after that, they have the, uh, for track number two there, because Trogdor, it's 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 just sort of a, a power metal song about Trogdor the Burninator, who's probably the most famous non-Strong Bad character from the website. Yeah. You've got uh the system of the system is down. I remember accidentally buying a, uh, a a techno remix of on iTunes when I was in like grade school. <laughs> I don't remember who does it now because that iPod is long since destroyed. But there was like a techno <laughs> remix of it of the system is down that was like nine minutes long. Wow, that I, I I'll have to find that at some point because yeah, the system is down is uh, from a, an early early strong bad email um, where somebody asks him. Uh, if he listens to techno, I think. And he just kind of starts commenting about what techno songs are like with his voice. And he st- I really enjoy this the siren noise that he makes in the system is down. The Yeah, you could definitely light switch rave to that. If you listen to this, okay. Uh, so this is I'm, I'm on the the actual system is down song uh, like page right now. Yeah. And in the remarks, it has uh, if the song is listened to in stereo, the douge sound is panned or goes slightly from one speaker to the other. And I, there's apparently an entire page on strong, on the Homestar Wiki dedicated to the word douge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was going to bring that up actually. Um, that the that douge is. Uh, used to indicate an explosion happening, I guess. Um, like, that's the word they use. <laughs> and yeah. I can only imagine that was, like, something that came out of Mike and Matt Chapman's lives. Like, they were Plus. describing, like, an action movie to each other, and 
Like, and then he walks away from the building and it just goes, douche. <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, I think that's kind of the appeal of like Homestar Runner's whole style of humor is that it feels like you're, in a lot of ways you're just listening to two people like the way that they would chat with each other, just like hanging out and talking about like stuff from the 80s and 90s that they liked. And like yeah. all of like the, the characters sort of mannerisms of speaking is just kind of the inside jokes that uh, an insular community develops when you talk when, you know, they all. Sort of have oh yeah, there's there's together. nothing that's trying to like be accessible about the way that they talk in in Homestar Runner. Yeah, like it's entirely just you you have to put yourselves in the minds of these characters, and that's and that's what I like about it a lot is that it just does feel like you know Matt and Mike Chapman like the way that they would talk to each other translated into a show. And it's ended up creating like this whole, I imagine like quite a few people who probably still use Homestar isms in their, uh, in their speech now. And I think it's kind of neat that the way that just two guys who are, you know, just kind of people from Georgia, the way that they talk has kind of been taken up now by a whole lot of people because of the show. And I think that's, I don't know. I think there's something kind of cool about that. Yeah, for sure. It's implied at the end of this song that, uh, Strong Bad is doing the whole thing at once just with his voice. <laughs> like he says, uh, sorry, I can't I can't keep that up for long. <laughs> we call that also there's a scene in uh, I think it's the, the DNA evidence like uh, final episode where they kind of bring all of those little offhanded jokes together. There's a bit where you see uh, like you hear the sound of a crowd arguing. And when Strong Sad shushes them to tell them about it, uh, Homsar closes his mouth and all of the crowd noise stops. <laughs> it, it's it sort of reminds me of that where he seems to have like magic powers of making that kind of like several mouth noises at once yeah or like how um sonor card gauge emits traffic sound <laughs> whenever he comes up he, yeah <laughs> you hear the sound of a car pass by <laughs> let's uh let's talk about the strong baddie and national anthem Yeah, the uh, population, the uh, the one that had the pop. I always forget where the the line of him hoarsely singing "Population Tire" is from. Yeah, that's the strong baddie and national anthem featuring Miss Parts Matters first grade class. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure that like they're actual kids singing on this, but they kind they sound like kids. It, it might they be. might just be like like their friends' kids or something. Yeah, because they've had uh, you go. Know, he's had uh, a couple of times. Uh, I think his young like his his like little cousins do stuff on there like because i know he had his actual cousins play strong uh homestar's cousins in the un- the not completed tune those darn cousins <laughs> i know because i know they show them in the uh the i think it's why come the only girl they show like what was uh like what they did have recorded of them yeah. and in one and in one of the uh uh, yeah, it was probably just his friend's kids because I know a couple of times he brings on people's kids or they bring on people's kids rather to uh, to do voices for them because they also have that one was the most recent April Fool's tune, I think, has uh, a friend of theirs kid telling them what she wants to see in the new uh, in the new April Fool's tune where it just loads for is that the same. Seconds. Is that the same girl who was in like the puppet videos? 
I think so. I, I think that was like uh, their niece or something. And then uh, after uh, Mike Chapman and Missy Palmer had a kid, then there was very little girl who was a baby <laughs> at the time. Oh, I actually, I, I never really watched uh, many of like the Puppet Homestar ones because when I started watching the show, I, I just didn't like them for whatever reason. Yeah. And so I actually haven't seen a lot of them, but that that would make sense. I think it's probably the same girl because her voice shows up a couple of times throughout yeah. the episodes. And yeah, yeah so the, the Strong Baddie and National Anthem, uh, it's originally from uh, another Strong Bad email. Um, I, think the, I think it's the original one about um, like he should start his own country or something like that. Um, I don't remember exactly what the email was, but, um, well, from a flag like, day according to the website here. Okay. Yeah, sure. That makes sense. And yeah, so he, he's like, yeah, we've got, we have our own country. It's out behind the fence or whatever. <laughs> it's like an empty lot behind the fence. <laughs> and it's a uh, flag is a snake going through a tire, holding a knife in its tail. Yeah. <laughs> the population I believe was listed as, uh, Originally just population tire, um, but then later on when asked to uh, to revisit like what was going to happen in the next couple months while the uh, email writer was going to be gone, uh, Strong Bad was like, the population of Strong Baddie will have tripled by then, so it'll be population tire and butt cake pan and Coach Z. <laughs> I'm taking a leak! <laughs> yeah, that... Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, what I think it's kind of funny is if the population, the population tire already appears to include, uh, was it the cheat and strong bad? Because uh, there's the people are so great, but really there's only me. And that means I'm so great. And also there's the cheat. <laughs> yeah, so that you have to wonder, like, do they did? Are they actually citizens of strong badia or do they do they just visit and the only permanent citizen is tire? <laughs> that's that's true like because why would it be named strong badia if the only member of its population was the tire <laughs> yeah hmm. the, then the tire breaks up with the cinder block interesting questions i know the stops the stop sign breaks up with the cinder block that's what it was uh like you are a stop sign and i am a cinder block <laughs> the uh the demographics of uh strong badia are a complicated series a complicated series of questions uh, and um, and the, especially the how uh, their identity is created from a man who has never actually been a resident of their city. In this essay, I will. <laughs> <laughs> There's something we can say about uh, the U.S. government here, but you can save that for the next time you're on HKIP, I think. <laughs> yeah, I'll make sure to. I'll make sure this one is cross-posted with HKIP for being <laughs> the most political episode of the stick. <laughs> Put, you can I, 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 I always love the line, uh, the ones are always cold and the parties last all night. And there's probably lots of chocolate, uh, probably lots of chocolate and population tire. <laughs> yeah, because you can hear him struggling to make up more words. Yeah. Probably lots of chocolate and population tire. <laughs> population tire. Also, I believe at the beginning of this song, according to this, Strong Bad threatens to hit uh, the children that are... Uh, performing the song with him yeah jerome so sh show some respect spit that spit that gum out shut up i'm gonna freaking hit piano becomes more up tempo yeah also i'd like to speaking of tempo i'd like to briefly mention here that the uh hr wiki list of uh the songs here includes the bpm of uh yeah. every single song down to like a point <laughs> ten. Of, yeah the, uh, the hundredth of of beats God. A hundredth of a beat. For example, the Strong Vadia National Anthem is 24.14 beats per minute. In case yep. uh, anyone out here wants to remix 
or uh, included in a DJ set. <laughs> I'm sure somebody has and probably will again. Oh, absolutely. I, I feel like, like I said, I've definitely heard a remix of The System is Down. I'll have to boot up my incredibly old computer at some point and find it on my uh, find it on iTunes so I can mention it next time. The next song is Oh Yeah Yeah. which is another song that actually originally existed on the site before this uh, CD came out. Um, it's from the Strong Bad email Marzipan, which is email 59, uh, which came out earlier the same year uh, that the CD came out. It came out, the email came out January of 2003, and the CD came out in November. Um, and uh, the email was like, how come uh, I've never seen you with any ladies, Strong Bad, if you're so good with the ladies? Um, Marzipan doesn't seem to like you very much and so he decides to try to make Marzipan say that she likes him and when he comes up to her she's already in the process of singing a song about how much she doesn't like him <laughs> and so that's what this song is just her saying that she really 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 doesn't like him at all <laughs> and the extended version of it is just a, a you know a rockin' punk song like an indie punk song where pretty much all the words are just really for about a minute solid. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, and I, what I like about this is they also have they have the the tablature for this one. And at the beginning, she yeah. says the chords are A so to D. So you can D. learn it. I think the chords are A to D, and then the change is F to G, or it could be the other way around. And then in the fun <laughs> fact, it says it is the other way around. The chord scheme is D to A, then F to G. <laughs> I'm glad so, somebody figured that out for us. Honestly, like, I'm always, like, mildly appreciative, at least, of the, the amount of effort that people on this site put into even, like, the absolute, like, smallest details of, uh... Yeah. The CD contains the music video directed by the cheat for These Peoples Try to Fade Me. While it should <laughs> auto-start in a Windows-based computer, it will not start on a Mac OS-based computers. The name oh, of the sad. CD when it is in the drive is Super Secrets. <laughs> I'll have to put the CD back in the drive, because I do, I do have the CD still. Do you know if, like, it's still possible to buy it for not extremely high prices on some, like, resale site? I don't know. It might... I, I feel like they were selling it for a long time, so you can probably find a, a copy on, like, Discogs or something. Strong, Bad, Sings, and other type hits. Uh, there's two for sale right now, and the cheapest one is uh, seven pounds, and is shipped from South Africa. Um... <laughs> You can also buy one from the U.S. for thirteen dollars and sixty-eight cents. So yeah, about the about the price of a CD. Okay, that's not so bad. I I might actually do that. Uh, not right yeah. now, obviously, but I might do that in a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I actually didn't. I didn't remember that. Oh yeah, yeah, was from a uh, was from a female. Yeah. Um. It it kind of sounds to me almost like a Pixies song if you've ever listened to the Pixies. Um, like from maybe their first or second album. Um, when they mm-hmm. were kind of uh like more more of like a almost like a hardcore punk band um and their songs were not much longer than this um right, like and, a more uh, uh, you know one of the ones that the i never remember her name but the girl who went on to form the breeders who was their bassist kim deal 
Yeah, Kim oh, Deal. Yeah, one of the ones she would have uh, front uh, fronted on one of their early records. Yeah, yeah, and Missy Palmer does have a does have a nice voice. That's honestly one of the things I was like throughout the whole album taken aback by is how much her and uh, Matt Chapman have surprisingly like good singing chops. Like I don't want to talk about it too much right now, but uh, there's uh, there's the one where he sounds like he's doing a Metallica song. I'm moving very slowly. Oh yeah, uh, that one. He I, yeah. it has you know surprisingly good range uh, for you know, someone who's doing comedy videos on the internet. I can yeah, definitely... and he, like, stays on key and everything, and pretty sure there's no auto-tune in this album. Yeah, I can, uh, you know, it's it's a lot more than I could say for, like, uh, Your Favorite Martian or, like, some of those <laughs> other, like, contemporary comedy music acts. Right, yeah. And you remember Your Favorite um, Martian? <laughs> I, was... I've never listened to them. Okay, it was it was Ray William Johnson's. Don't don't listen to them. But like it was a it was Ray William Johnson's music uh, side project thing, and <laughs> it's it's really awful. It's extremely dated and repeatedly very offensive. Well, good. Yeah, just I, just the the last like I I I really didn't look at comedy videos like comedy music videos on online for probably like six to seven years other than maybe lemon demon for a good bit like i knew that uh that like occasionally the group smosh would team up with like uh metalcore bands to do comedy songs honestly that's that's an extremely good decision of not watching internet comedy videos yeah like they're usually not very good yeah i was more into i was more into flash cartoons than youtube comedy videos uh but yeah, let's move on to the uh, the first limousine song on the album because it's midnight. Uh, this is also from a tune, right? Oh yeah, it's from Monster Truck. Oh yeah, uh, I, I'm not sure uh, that you actually heard it in that in that email, but uh, I think it was at least referenced. Oh no, oh, yeah. they're, they're at the very end uh, when he cuts to a photo of Limousine, you you hear a tiny tiny bit of the song, just the I've got the heart of a lion and the wings of a bat because it's midnight. <laughs> I, yeah, I always get this, uh, again, like, this is not the one that was... I'm surprised that they included this one first, because, like, the first Limousine song, as far as I'm aware, was the one that... Uh, I've sourced. Did they do L.A. Woman or whatever the name of the one was when he says that uh, songs about, uh, you know, death metal songs should be sung from the bowels of your lungs? Screaming at the top of your lungs is for uh, blonde-haired people who uh, sing about L.A. and a woman. Oh, did, did they make <laughs> I'm not a sure that I, I don't remember if that actually became a full song. I can't remember. Like, was that Night Mamas? There, there is. Uh, let me check my notes. Um, there, there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of like references to California in this song. Um, like, there's that Sunset Strip, California, West Hollywood, <laughs> liquid so, leather in each in equal measure, champagne glass, and mix them together. Yeah. Wearing my tightest pants. <laughs> there, there's like the references to the big city, leather, heart of a lion, flying guitars, tight pants. It's it's all hair metal stuff. 
I, I earnestly, like, unironically love this song, like, because it's, it's a, midnight. It's a legitimately good hair metal song. It, it's like, the first, like, song on here that I don't just like because it's, like, funny and it references something that I know, but, like, if yeah. I heard this song come on on the radio, I'd be like, yeah, this is pretty good. I like this song. Yeah, it it sounds pretty much exactly like like a song by Poison or something like that, for example. Yeah, it it it's a pretty it's a pretty solid song here, and apparently it was included on uh, Rock's the '80s version of Guitar Hero. I have that for PS2. I'll have to try to unlock that song again one of these days if I can actually get the uh, the game to sync up properly with an HDTV. It's I just like this one fact here. It says. When played on expert mode, the guitar slash synth solo has been deemed ridiculously hard by even the most <laughs> experienced players, and there's absolutely no citation. <laughs> I just want to know. Uh, who said yeah, that. HR Wiki just has all sorts of stuff like that, which is completely subjective with no source. <laughs> and also, sorry, this is the last uh, HR Wiki funny thing, or at least funny to me thing that I'll mention, but in the inside references, there's only one, and it says, this song contains another mention of pants. <laughs> <laughs> you know, pants are a, a, a pretty common theme on uh, on Homestar Runner. Yeah, but like, the thing that kills me about that is like, almost any show is inevitably going to have many references to pants. <laughs> Because it's the clothes that you wear on your body. People do wear pants. People be wearing pants. Long pants all the time get some. Uh, before we move on, I just want to remind everyone that everyone in Limousine is just Matt Chapman in different outfits. <laughs> different outfits in um, the same long blonde hair wig. Yeah. There, there was a, a special feature on one of the first uh, set of Strong Bad Email DVDs. Um, which I remember because they were the only ones that I ever bought, uh, where I, I think it was an Easter egg on the DVD actually, which was just like a bunch of outtakes from them putting the, uh, from putting emails together. And it was, um, the raw footage of Matt Chapman standing in front of a green screen and all the different limousine outfits just posing. <laughs> it says, it says limousine on, it says limousine on the screen. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah. So next up is Circles by the Kind of Long-Haired Band. Circles. She's spinning me around in circles. Again. Oh, that skinny blonde girl. Something about the ages. I failed college algebra again. Yeah, a white blues band fronted by Strong Bad. Yeah, so this was was from um, the theme party email where somebody from a fraternity asks what kind of party that he should uh that he should throw um strong bad suggests that uh they can do a frat party uh <laughs> <laughs> as the theme uh and have a guy with kind of long hair who knows how to play guitar show up and sing about a skinny blonde girl she took me to places i never been before like the university library <laughs> Yeah, this song is just literally about being in college and a girl that he likes, kind of. Yeah, but that she... It's the ultimate dude with an acoustic guitar song. Yeah, I, I like that they, they on, on the, the, the page they have here, the country of origin, the free country USA, 
the genre, blues rock and blue-eyed soul, the members of the band, Strong Bad, a guitar player and a uh, harmonica player, and their discography, Circles, from 2002. <laughs> yeah, Th- this this was kind of the original Anyway, Here's Wonderwall meme, I feel like. <laughs> That's true. They're at, this website's ahead of the curve again with Circles here. Yeah, Wonderwall had already obviously come out previously to this, but uh, I don't think it really had been made into a meme quite yet. Well, then, wait, did Circles come out basically in the same year this CD did as well? Because it says Circles was from 2002. Uh, Theme Party, the email, came out in 2002, and then the CD came out a year after that. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so yeah, so I don't have too much to say about this song other than that it's the extended version of... Uh, of the song from the uh, original email and it's somehow two minutes and 13 seconds long yeah and then uh yeah the next working on the night staff at the computer lab i totally found out her screen name (laughs) and then next up is the 48 second long let's get started on doing all those awesome things i suggested totally gonna include that entire song uh in the podcast i think just because it's that short um this was uh one of the ones that was a title in the original uh strong bad sings cartoon song list it's a hip-hop uh ballad i guess that never really starts (laughs) he just says a bunch of things under his breath and then right as the song is about to kick in he stops yeah uh they got the uh what oh girl (laughs) <laughs> what'd you do take a shower use some bath salts yeah there's really not yeah. a whole lot to say no because <laughs> it's just him doing some like rap ad libs yeah the, the thumbnail on hr wiki is unrelated to this but it's the uh silhouette of girl hamsar from different town <laughs> with strong bad uh singing to her they never did include that one on here, the song about uh, him being a modestly hot girl to get him through the hard times. Yeah, I think that might have actually come out after the CD came out. That would make sense. They should they should do another one someday. And I don't think they ever would because it was probably pretty expensive to do this. Yeah, but it'd be especially at this point in their career, like when they were just starting to like, I think at this point they had literally just quit their jobs because they were starting to make enough money off of merch sales. Yeah, that's true. And now, like, I don't think strong uh, Homestar Runner merch sales are their primary uh, income anymore. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> They've kind of moved on to other things. But yeah, there's really not a whole lot else to say about. Uh, <laughs> let's get start. Let's get started doing all those awesome things I suggested. Yeah, it's it's more really more of a skit than a song. Yeah, I think they just need. They just really wanted to include at least a couple of the fake songs that <laughs> were on the original tune. Yeah. Next up is "Moving Very Slowly" by Tarantula. Yeah. 
this is another one that I unironically really enjoy. Yeah, the almost all of the lyrics are literally just moving very slowly, uh, slower and slower and slower. Um, and then there's like the stereotypical metal lyrics for four lines uh, of like you know the world in darkness and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it, it's. It is kind of just like a Metallica song or like it's a basic one of those thrash metal song. And according to HR Wiki, it's inspired by Tool's Sober. Yeah, I, 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 could, I, I don't know a whole lot about Tool, but I have heard that song. I, I do wonder if anybody who listens to the stick is like a giant, a giant fan of Tool. I think probably. I know they had a song that came out recently and I, I saw a couple people. Uh, saying how awesome it was and also how bad it was equally. Yeah, I, I, I'm i not a huge Tool fan. There was one of their albums was kind of around in my house, uh, but that's really about it in terms of my like... Actually, no. Yeah. I, I can't even remember. I might have bought a Tool album in like high school. I don't recall. But yeah, I don't really... Uh, if, if you are a big fan of The Stick and you're also a big fan of Tool, uh, add us on Twitter at, uh, at The Stick Pod. <laughs> On, uh, on Twitter there, let us know about uh, your thoughts on Tool and whether or not this song sounds anything like Sober. Yeah, send us a bottle of uh, Maynard James Keenan's wine. <laughs> he dips bacon in so it's not vegan. <laughs> God, he's he's so cool and edgy. <laughs> I'm just amazed. I always forget that there's people out there who are still like the, you know, epic bacon 2009 thing, like still right now. And every time I see it, it's just like viscerally painful. <laughs> Yeah, epic, epic bacon mustache. Uh, I feel like maybe that's like where the uh, part of where the like the meat only diet <laughs> that a couple of uh, of online uh, guys were doing. Oh yeah, um, that came from. Honestly, probably I feel like that it's like this slow evolution from you know I eat this is a picture of my salad and it's like a plate full of bacon. It's only like a yeah. step further from that to like unironically only drinking like beef blood yeah <laughs> for your uh for yep. all of your meals there it's the logical next step from epic meal time oh god epic meal time uh, didn't they like god i know that stuff's over now but they lasted to like 2015 that is yeah. such a long time for epic meal time to have lasted for for and, and they might have done like some actual uh like episodes where they make real edible food but it's a long time for a show to last that is almost entirely just about wasting food that's true it's it's like if every single episode of and obviously i think most if not all episodes of the filthy frank show are bad but it's like if every single episode was one of those gross out ones where they just made disgusting food like out of like people's body parts or whatever yeah yeah, it's a really genuinely awful <laughs> idea for a show, and I feel like binging with Bob, uh, Babish is like the dialectical synthesis of all those <laughs> terrible food shows from the mid two thousands. Yeah, the, um, uh, the the only other thing that I noticed about this um, having to do with Metallica is that I think the the way that um, the words are pronounced is a little bit reminiscent of how James Hetfield. Uh, sings things when he's trying to put emphasis on them. Uh, like he tends to um, do the thing that they do here, where at the end of w- words that uh, end in vowels, he'll be like slowly. Ah. Oh yeah, the uh, 
it's like right. turning it into turning it into like a yelling, like growling type thing, or I, I, like barking, I guess. Yeah, I, I remember there being one of those like this really old like impact font meme from this metal page that I used to follow in grade school, and they had like a picture of James Hetfield, and it said on it something to the effect of, uh, "You don't." Uh, y- there, we don't know what James Hetfield is saying in this picture, but there's a 90% chance it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's uh, that's pretty fair. Yeah, and I think that's... Uh, yeah, I, I de- it's either a Metallica song or a uh, uh, the Melvins, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, that's... Uh... Uh, yeah, so after that comes the Sweet Cup and Cakes theme. Again, I don't really think there's much you can say about this one. Yeah, th- there's no uh, like the intro of this you heard before on the on the actual show, but um, yeah, this this just came out of nowhere. <laughs> like they they literally just came up with this song for the CD. Yeah, it's just some people talking to themselves about sweet cup and cakes. The show. Yeah. Have you ever watched the show? Just this once, I didn't know. Can you see where I'm going? Sherlock mumbling. <laughs> I, I didn't know that character was named Sherlock. I thought he was just called Cowcopter. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't remember where he would have been named. Yeah. Uh characters, Sherlock. It was learned that his name was Sherlock from the Strong Bad Email DVD. Previously had he had been referred to as Cowcopter in the sketchbook, as well as in the program for his GIF. Uh if not for the brothers chaps mentioning it, his name would never have been known. Oh. So yeah, I guess that's uh, that's where it came. That's where it came from. That's where it came from. I, I'm t- I'm regressing into Homestar Runner language again. <laughs> well, I think the uh, I think the uh, the the poly archivists on Homestar Runner wiki for letting us know yeah where uh, what is, where his real name came from. Anyways, yeah. I don't really think there's much to say unless you've got anything else about uh, this week's Captain <laughs> Cakes theme song. It's 56 seconds long. It has almost yeah. no lyrics. The, the wiki says there's some controversy about the identity of who says A Steve at the end because it doesn't actually sound like A Steve. Uh, and that controversy is just referring to a, like a four-line discussion on the talk page of this song. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I I really wish I had a, a chance to be part of the, the community for uh, HR Wiki because it sounds like a really uh... yeah. So next up is uh, which is uh, another thing which I would hesitate to call a song, but it's I think I have a chance with this guy by What's Her Face. Two, three, four. I think I have a chance with this guy. I think I have a chance with this guy. I think I have a chance with this guy. I 
she th- this was effectively, I think, just an excuse to represent Teen Girl Squad on the CD. Because there was, there was barely any Teen Girl Squad when this CD came out. There was only, I think, four episodes out by by this point. Yeah, I'm... I'm not entirely honestly. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there would have been very much. I, I wasn't. Again, I wasn't really watching this in 2003. But that yeah. would make sense because I think because Teen Girl Squad was one of the la- the things I remember watching, and it was mostly coming out when I was like actually watching the show. I remember most of the episodes came out then, so that would make sense. Yeah, yeah this one isn't really a song. She almost exclusively says. I think I have a chance with this guy. And then I hope I do a dance with this guy. I hope I put a trance on this guy. I think I'll lend some pants to this guy. I think I'll go to France with this guy. I think I'll put some ants on this guy. Oh, yeah. I'll put some ants. And then yeah. the inside references uh, says, what's your face wants to do a dance, put a trance, lend some pants, go to France, and put some ants on her gentleman collar. And Those aren't all- inside references. They're, they're just all, rhyming words. They're all. They're just. They're, all they, they're just inside references to you because you've documented every time that they use the word dance on the website. Yeah, dancing is a well enjoyed activity in the host of universe. It's just a whole page with every single time any character dances or, or says the word dance or dancing. Yeah, it's. Oh, God. There's a link to trance for, or the page, the, the, the link for trance links to hypnosis. The description is only hypnosis seems to come up now and again. And then it's five, the five <laughs> times when hypnosis shows up. This is literally just the same thing as that comic of the person who like says that, uh, the word cake and then somebody comes up to them and they're like, ha ah, portal reference. Yeah, pretty much. Holy shit, dude, is that a JoJo reference? Oh god. Okay. Well, now we're now we're ten songs deep, so I think we're making some good progress. Uh, up next is uh, "It's Like It Was Meant to Be." Which I don't think has, I don't think it came from anywhere. Uh, I think it was just a brand new song for this CD. Yeah, I, I honestly, I have to say though, this is probably my least favorite one on the record. Uh, I don't really care for it. It was like it was meant to be. Yeah, it's not, it's not much, it's not much to talk about. It's just like a a minute long rock ballad uh, where Strong Bad says things like. I'm not kidding. I'm seriously not kidding. I'll never stop joking. Oh, wait. I mean, I will stop joking. <laughs> because I'm serious. It's like it was meant to be. And apparently it's the guitar lead-in is extremely similar to the one from Don't Stop Believing by Journey. Oh, yeah. The like... Yeah. I've played a lot of Guitar Hero, so I remember that very well. They have that one. And again, there's really not a whole lot to say about that one. But there's... Next up is another limousine song, which is actually like a full fleshed out uh, hair metal song here with tablature from the uh, Homestar Runner wiki, if you're interested. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about Night Mamas. Night Mamas. 
Yeah, the uh, it's the second limousine song on here, and uh, the yeah, I don't know. I'm always I'm always amused by the lyrics here, which the song is mostly the chorus. Yeah, which is night mamas always save a dance for always save a dance for a crazy mama jamma like me night mamas. And the sun always goes take down. a chance on a crazy shangalanga, crazy shingachanga, a crazy lingalanga. <laughs> and when the sun goes down, there's a place around here with a sign out front that says. Ladies in free after nine fifteen PM. <laughs> Night mamas. Night mamas. Always take it. I like this I like this song too. Like limousine songs are, are always pretty well written. Yeah, I feel like uh yeah, I feel like they've always put their most like like their most like effort into yeah. uh limousine songs, except for uh Feed the Children's. <laughs> yeah, the the song where they uh did not come up with legit lyrics. <laughs> and just use nanas, hey hey's, and doot doos. What what what's the one uh, where they released uh, an album consisting just of the audio from them having brunch? <laughs> I didn't remember that until you just said that, and I don't remember where it's from. It's I know it's from the record store day tune, but I don't remember the name of the uh, the name of the song. What they because they called it something It was like the fifth. It was like it was a repressing of the audio from their fifth reunion brunch or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Record Store Day was uh, a thing that they participated in for, I think, maybe just that one year or maybe a couple years. Because I know they also uh, put out that um, that uh, that sloshy song that was released only for, like, the Fisher-Price uh, music box turntable. <laughs> oh, yeah. the uh, Was that We Don't Even Really Care About You? Or was that, like... Uh, yeah, oh. I don't know. It, it might have been a new song. I, I think that... Uh, that Robert Schneider from the Apples in Stereo helped uh, helped them get it manufactured. <laughs> uh, that's a, the Apples in Stereo, man. That is that is a name I haven't heard in a very long time. Yeah, they they, they also had their brief moments uh, in pop culture back in the the early aughts because they had uh, a song that they wrote for the Powerpuff Girls. Oh, I did not know that. I only knew them because I'd really because I really liked it in the airplane over the sea in high school, and so I looked up the Elephant Six bands. Oh yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, he he's he's done a lot of things in his career, including uh, writing some uh, some mathematical uh, research papers. Oh shit! I did not know that. That's pretty cool. I know he did a song about like a non like using a like a key a key signature that he came up with or something like that based around frequency. Yeah, the the non Pythagorean scale that he came up with. I remember yeah, there was a couple of those on one of the uh, one of the apples and stereo albums. Yeah, on um, uh, New Magnetic Wonder had a couple non Pythagorean compositions. And then there was a song on uh, their most recent album uh, before Bill Doss died, uh, Travelers in Space and Time, called CPU, which was like an, a full like pop song written in that scale. Oh, that's, I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah. yeah. I never really dug into the Apples in Stereo very much, but I liked, uh, I don't remember the name of the, this, the album or the song now, but they had one, like it was one of their ones from like the 90s. Uh, it's, it all sounds a bit like an R.A.M. song. Anyways, I'll... I'll I'll tell you later, right? Because I don't want to hold the episode up trying to remember what that song was. But yeah, yeah I like well, some other stuff. Come on, Tuning Fork. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I'll come on, Tuning Fork. We can talk. Did the Apples in Stereo have like a well or poorly reviewed song on Pitchfork? Uh, I think most of their most of their albums got like in the mid like six to seven range. I think they maybe had one album that got above eight. Um, 
Yeah, they they weren't like the best reviewed Elephant Six band that there ever was. I'm pretty sure that that was Neutral Milk Hotel or the Olivia Tremor Control. Oh, almost, almost certainly. There's like a a retrospective review somewhere where they've given a perfect ten to uh, in the airplane over the sea. Yeah, I think so. Uh, let's move on to. Uh, I think the next one is sensitive to bees. <laughs> this this might be my favorite song on the CD, actually. I was listening to this one again right before I came on because I wanted to hear uh, hear what Strong Bad was saying in the background. Yeah, is there a? Uh, oh, this is a brand new song. It doesn't even have any uh, any reference, like any like specific reference to a uh, a, a skit or an episode. But I feel like uh, Strong Bad's uh, background vo- uh, background vocals have something to do with. Uh, you know, something to do with the episode where he dresses up as the bee, you know, from nature uh, for yeah. uh, Halloween. Uh, and some- it turns out that it was uh, Homestar dressing up as Strong Bad as the bee. <laughs> this is strong because then that the goblin dressed up as Homestar. Or like the other way around. I don't remember exactly which way it was, but uh, yeah, something like that happens at the end. Um, yeah. And <laughs> this is... This this could have been made into a, a short. I feel like um, just because it's a really good character moment. I feel like between the three characters, Marzipan, uh, Strong Bad, and Homestar, um, like just Strong Bad, just continuously like heckling Marzipan as she plays this song about bees and birds and things that are cute. I like that uh, Strong Bad agrees on all the negative things that she says about bees. Yeah. <laughs> here, uh, I've heard some people say that you can't count on a bee to play, and then uh, Strong Bad says, well, I will agree with you on that one. Got a point there. <laughs> um, have you ever walked outside and got run over by a big truck? <laughs> <laughs> he comments on how she rhymes cute with cute, and then rhymes cute, cute, and cute. Yeah, cute, cute, and cute. You're the poet laureate of... <laughs> and then he gets cut off with her yelling buzz. Yeah. And then right at the very end, uh, uh, Strong about, all right, don't tell anybody I sang along with you, Homestar, but you can tell them I did. No thanks. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Marzipan actually uh, cares for Homestar. I think that she's got ulterior motives in their relationship. Absolutely. Also, inside references here. Strong Bad sings about being hit by a truck. <laughs> Getting hit by a truck uh, is uh, a link to getting run over, uh, which is a description of an activity in which characters get injured by a moving vehicle hitting them. <laughs> Especially during Halloween at night. She, I Okay, I don't remember that happening in every Halloween episode, but I guess so. They've got the... Uh, they do have a, a good Teen Girl Squad gag is the image, though, the 10 o'clock and 2 o'clock. Yeah. Where a uh, cheerleader gets killed <laughs> by a car. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe so I that's, guess that's uh, not sensitive to bees there. Yeah, that's that's sensitive to bees. And uh, next up is uh, my stepmom's favorite song on the CD. Uh, You've got an ugly and stupid butt. You've got a 
and ugly, but and stupid, but. Again, this one's only 30 seconds long, but uh, why is it your stepmom's favorite song on uh, the album? Well, like, uh, I, uh, my dad um, my dad met my stepmom a couple years after this CD came out, so I like, had a little bit of time to get familiar with it, and so... Um, like I brought it on a car trip once and like she had never, I, I feel like she'd never actually watched Homestar Runner, but she thought it was funny anyway, uh, that the CD was. Um, and so like the, the song came on and she just like died laughing the first time she heard it. And, and then like after, after that, she'd like, it, like to get my attention, she'd start singing the song to me. Girl, you got an ugly butt. Hey, you've got a stupid butt. And I always thought that he says, white girl, you've got an ugly butt. (laughs) And almost the whole talk page about this song on the wiki is about whether he says white girl or not. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, I have to see it. Yeah, the lyrics should be changed to white girl. White girl doesn't sound like what Strong Bad would say. It's definitely white girl. I also think it's white girl. Considering the type of song they're making fun of white girls having uglier butts than black girls, I'm changing it back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They they got a lot of content uh, out of the thirty seconds that this song is, but this is this is another one that uh, uh, actually I think got sung uh, in the original Strong Bad Sings cartoon, um, oh. and the original version of it was not too much uh, shorter than this. <laughs> they've also they've got a, another argument that I appreciate on the talk page because I was actually going to ask you about this. The style is listed as R and B slash salsa, and there <laughs> is a debate on the talk page about whether or not this song can actually be called a salsa song. And uh, with Kermak arguing that the song is definitely not salsa, it's some form of Afro pop, and then someone else saying <laughs> that it's more like Baby Got Back by Sir Mix a Lot, so it's a hip hop song. <laughs> And as a complete side note, Kermak banned me from the Homer Star Runner wiki uh, years ago when I posted a bunch of random vandalism on it with a friend of mine in like when I was like twelve. <laughs> that's a that's well, there a, you go. That's it's a name that it's funny. That's to you take. being that's you being involved in the in the HR wiki community like you <laughs> want it to be. Yeah, by getting banned for vandalizing some page on the wiki when right. I was twelve. Nine years later, there he is again complaining about it kind of it kind of sounds afro poppy at it it at least sounds like like they're simulating afro pop kind of like uh vampire weekend did on their first two albums yeah that makes sense there i remember reading uh ironically again a pitchfork review of uh vampire weekend where they called them the young republicans version of an afro pop band (laughs) (laughs) oh god yeah you know, when we talk about uh, Vampire Weekend on Tuning Fork, I'll have to bring that line up. It's one of my favorite, like, in terms of mean Pitchfork reviews that I kind of agree with. <laughs> yeah. Um, up next is the full version of Coach Z's famous rap hit rap single, uh, These People's Try to Fade Me. These people try to fade me. I can't call, call, call me on my cell phone. I got to 
see the sweet doctor. I'm doctor sweet. I got the grown up beats. I'm doctor sweet. I got the grown up beats. I'm doctor 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 beats. These people, these people, these people shot the fade. These people, these people, these people shot the fade. These people, these people, these people drop the fade. This one is unironically my favorite one on the record. As a side note, I know I said I liked a couple, but this one's probably my favorite. Unironic <laughs> like, enjoyment is these people's try to fade. Me. He he finally gets to do his rap song. That it might th- this might actually be the first time that uh, I heard him rap a full song because I think uh, hip hop dance from the end of the new Boots uh, cartoon uh, and rap song with PCP didn't come out until later. I think so. Yeah, I think this is the first uh, one that he actually does rapping in both time oh yeah because in both times he starts to do it in a couple of different tunes and yeah. people always cut him off because nobody wants to hear him rap yeah in, in, which in, which you know he he's not the best rapper but he's a rapper that's it's, yeah he's apparently he tries to start doing it in new hands and uh, in coach z's video uh in his co-character video he twice tries to start rapping he at least listens to a lot of uh rap because he like at, at least half of his Halloween costumes are him dressing up as uh, famous people from hip hop groups. I love when he dresses up as Kwame and <laughs> he's getting like strong bads interrogating him if he's running out of 80s rappers to dress up as. <laughs> and he dressed act- up as Kid from Kid and Play one time. And he can't name any actual things that Kwame did beyond the, yeah. fact, that his, the fact that he says his name. He's, I'm reasonably certain that my name is Kwame. <laughs> Uh, did he ever dress up as, uh, the, the guy with the cod piece from Cameo <laughs> from, from the Word Up video? I don't think so, but it would fit. This, it, this, uh, this one also, I feel like if we ever get a, if we ever get like a Patreon and some, and like sponsors and stuff, we can open up the, the, the section with the bit where he goes, Coach Z's got money, but not much. Coach Z's got money, but not much. Coach Z's got money, but not much. I could use a dollar. I could use a couple bucks. I'm so old school. One, two, one, two. They tore the school down. One, two, one, two. Where are my lasers at? <laughs> Where are my lasers at? All the people try to tell me where my lasers at. And your mother tried to show me all the laser crabs. I got a bunch of types, a bunch of laser dabs. Make laser gun noises. Wait, do, he do you think that, uh, that Coach Z is, is good at doing uh, a laser dab? <laughs> I'd like to see what a what a laser dab looks like and how it varies from a regular dab. We we can uh we can come up with that emoji, I think. Just like combine the the thanking emoji with the dab emoji. <laughs> yeah, we actually have to do that now. Make it the first <laughs> original uh original the stick discord uh emoji. Yeah. Pew pew pew. These peoples, these peoples, these peoples try to fade me. These peoples, these peoples drop the bear. He can freak and flow at the same time. And believe me, there is a difference. <laughs> There's my... In, in the context of hip-hop, fade was originally a gang term to kill someone, although now it can simply mean to put down or disgrace. To dab is to apply with short poking strokes. <laughs> a dab is also a small flatfish, Lamida, Lamanda Lamanda, also known as the common dab. Ah. <laughs> uh. Coach Z was actually just the first person to uh, to learn the actual dab dance move, I think. I like this. The original summary read, Coach Z drops science, but not much. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, 
Unless you've got anything else about this song. No, I'm, I'm, I'm good with this one here. Although they do tell you... Uh, actually, sorry, yes, I just read this right before I left the page in the real-world references here. Uh, the, top, the symbol in the top right-hand corner in the video when Coach Z says, I'm Dr. Sweet, resembles the... the, uh, the I can't pronounce that word. The, kid, the caduceus, I think? No, that's not right. A symbol of commerce, which is often mistakenly reused in, in place of the rod of Acephalus, the symbol of medicine. Sorry, in case you were wondering what the medical symbol in the corner was, it's that. Uh, I think it's uh, caduceus. That would make sense, yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. Next. Uh, up next is a 34-second song called The Ladies in My Town All Know My Name. This is uh, just one where they took the title from Strong Bad Sings and tried to do something with it, and that's pretty much it. It's uh, it's in the style of psychedelic rock, kind of sounds vaguely like old-timey porn music. <laughs> yeah, there's really not a whole lot to this one either. No. We're, we're, I think we're now at about 34 seconds talking about it, so let's move on. Yeah. Uh, Dangerous 2 theme song, uh, the full title of which is the theme from Dangerous 2. This time it's not Dangerous 1. He's got some Chinese stars, and he keeps them under the bed with a leg to pipe. Dangerous. That guy is dangerous. The mighty oak has <laughs> yeah, the uh this this one is uh this one's uh, another top tier one i think on this cd oh for me. sure it's kind of like the shaft theme song almost or yeah uh, or a yeah. bond theme the style is spy theme song <laughs> and i guess that is a style of music it totally is that guy is uh um, like, movies have taught me anything he'll get the girl and then marzipan says or maybe not the thing about the thing about Dangeresque is that he fights the law, but he also fights the crime, but not as much. <laughs> he fights the crime, but not much. <laughs> but yeah, he, uh, he the, yeah, he, that's that's the that's the Ronaldo feature in this song. <laughs> he fights the crime, but not much. Also, I always think when he says he works alone, except for when he works with Ronaldo, which is all the time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I guess he works with Ronaldo all the time, which I I guess I never really got that impression from the from the cartoons. I guess I, I only ever figured that he kind of used Ronaldo in cases where he needed like to to take a term from uh, a Spider Man movie uh, when he needed a guy in the chair. Because <laughs> he he's basically like is it Q? What's the name of the James the woman in James Bond who gives him all of his missions? Uh, M. Oh, M, that's right. Q, Q, is, Q, Q is the one who gives him all the equipment. Oh, okay. Is there also a Q in Star Trek, or who am I thinking of? Yeah, Q is the like all-powerful entity from Star Trek The Next Generation, uh, who's like part of a 
like a continuum of other entities also known as Q who can right. do anything they want. So he's like the beyond door, I guess. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and uh, um, the backup singers in this song are good. Uh, the uh, dangerous length of pipe. Yeah, I love the length of pipe. <laughs> There's one other one I was trying to find here. Oh yeah, he's a uh, his various uh, occupations. He's a private eye, a crooked cop, a secret agent, and a celebrity ph- pharmacist. <laughs> I'd like to see the uh, the dangerous movie about him being a celebrity pharmacist. Like who are who are some the he could he could uh, he could write a prescription for crack stuntmen, I guess. That's true. Like, is I tried uh, to think of a celebrity from the universe, and Crack Stuntman was the first one I came up with. Yeah, there's there's, there's really not that many who aren't like musicians, I guess, because there's Tenerence Love. Yeah, divided by Tenerence Love. I mean, <laughs> um, yeah, there's no, there is was I don't think Tenerence Love was a character yet, I guess, because he doesn't show up on this one either. Him and PCP don't really appear here. Yeah. Yeah, Tenerent's love I think first showed up as like a name on a, a poster for um for like a hip hop party or something like that, and then he showed up later uh, in in uh, a Coach Z song. Yeah, he sings the the hook to a Coach Z song because <laughs> he's Tenerent's love. If if Dangerous, yeah. Oh yeah, say your say what you're gonna say. If Dangerous did get the girl, it would be Marzipan as she is the only girl. So I understand why. Uh, marzipan says or maybe not here <laughs> that makes sense yeah i don't really think there's again there's not a whole lot else about the dangerous two theme we should do an episode at some point about dangerous though if i don't know if there'd be enough to talk about because it's not super long in, in terms of as a series but we yeah, should I'd have to like dig into the stuff that never actually made the the website uh i think there was some stuff like from video games or from dvds that uh, got re-released later I have to check that because I, I honestly dangerous is another one I don't really know a whole lot about other than that they occasionally reference it in strong bad emails and yeah. that one where he has dangerous two divided by three equal equals six or something like that. I'm looking at the little footer on the uh, the dangerous uh, lyrics page and there is a whole section here about all the dangerous movies um, and a couple of them are uh, puppet based. So that might be why you haven't seen them. Oh, that would make sense. I'm going to have to dig into this then, because we should definitely do a dangerous episode at some point, because it's one of the more weird kind of things that happen on there. (laughs) It's got almost as much content as Cheat Commandos anyway, so we could probably get an episode out of it. Oh, for sure. And it's got uh, another song, too, even. Today is All Right for Tonight. Oh, yeah. I love that song. Today is all right for tonight. Riding in a Corvette and feeling all right. Yeah, they got... (laughs) And it's after that they have another one, like probably the best of the three short songs on here, like the really short ones anyway, from the actual cartoon. Somebody told me, now I believe them. Somebody told me that you were so stupid, but I didn't believe them, but now I believe them. Somebody told me that you were so stupid. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't think based on 
the original uh, from the cartoon that this was how it would sound. They like turned it into a country line dance song on votes strong bad discovering that everyone is stupid except for him yeah (laughs) it's it's the it's the theme of him showing up to uh to the party where everyone's uh name tag says crap for brains (laughs) oh hey crap for brains oh what's up crap for brains you're looking good and that c also poop for brains see see also brain for brains the the last line of this song is uh you're not cool Somebody told me that you were so stupid. Somebody told me that you were so stupid, but I didn't believe them. But now I believe them. It's it's not confidential that everyone's stupid. Everyone's Everyone's stupid but me. (laughs) But yeah, that's, again, this one, unfortunately, other than that, I don't think there's much else to say other than that it's a bluegrass song where he repeatedly says that he didn't believe someone and they told them that you were stupid, but you are, apparently, according to Strong Bad. If you're listening to that song, uh, who's stupid? The girl reading this. Yeah. Uh, Up next is The Cheat Is Not Dead. Uh. Strong said, I didn't know you had any rhythm. Oh, sure. I got tons of rhythm. Uh. Uh. All right, guys, keep it rolling for me. Keep it rolling. Come on. I cracked wise at the cheat. But in my defense, he cracked wise at me first. I hope it doesn't end up in a hearse at the cemetery. Because once again, that would mean that he's dead. The cheat is not dead. Which uh, comes from the caper strong bad email and is a gospel song. Um, and uh, <laughs> I-, I like this one. It's kind of a. Kind of like a We Are the World type song. I like it too, Hirsch. I'm kind of laughing at it being called a gospel song on here. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's pretty much just uh, uh, just a song that's uh, Strong Bad feeling bad about, uh, about uh, falling out of the good graces of the cheat. Yeah, the cheat is not dead. God, like this choir harmonizes. The cheat is not dead. Spoken. You guys sound great. <laughs> Strong. We we find out here that Strong Sad has uh, has quote tons of rhythm because he does the hand claps. <laughs> the cheat is not dead. Oh sure, I got tons of rhythm. They also have a list of all of the differences between this recording and the version in Caper. Oh good. Most of which are like incredibly minor. Like the timing, <laughs> the timing even... of Strong Bad's first uh is different. Yeah, that's my favorite one. Oh god. Until the beginning of the second verse, the music is very familiar, similar to the email version. Yeah, the second verse wasn't uh, didn't exist in the original version, um, but it's it is a good verse uh, about uh, how Strong Bad cracked wise at the cheats, but in his defense, he cracked wise at me first. <laughs> Apparently, this song is very similar to Petula Clark's "A Sign of the Times," which I have not heard before, so. I cannot comment if whether that's true or not. No, the only song of hers that I know is uh, the when life is making you lonely, you can always go downtown. Dune tune. <laughs> Dune tune. Petula Clark has a song that Pink Floyd references on uh, one of the songs on the wall. Sing, uh, she, like, I don't remember which one it is, but she sings something about like wanting the boys to come home and Roger Waters mentions it at some point. I don't exactly remember why. It's got some... Uh... So I think the the way that it turns into a gospel song um, is just in the CD version, where at the end it's uh, 
kind of gets like up tempo and has like the hand claps in the back and the the choir behind him repeating oh, cheat is not dead that's true like I, I i'm more familiar with the version from the episode which just is kind of more him just kind of singing well it's not really doesn't have a genre specifically no that's that's just strong bad keyboard music genre that she doesn't i have to say though the strong bad keyboard music uh genre honestly is probably the reason i ended up liking uh sort of like lo-fi music and all that kind of stuff as much as i did is listening to the background music and stuff like that was just kind of played on a casio keyboard that's why yeah. i like advanced bass so much now is because he plays all his stuff on the casio too uh what's that guy's name owen something <sighs> yeah i honestly I'll, let me look it up here quickly advance owen owen ashworth yeah yeah because i find like there's a lot of like those uh lo-fi bands and stuff from the mid-2000s that all kind of sound a bit like homestar music yeah it's like um and there was a couple bands that uh that um were people like first figuring out how they could collaborate over the internet and make music together and they they usually involved a lot of toy keyboards like that. I'm trying to remember. I, I, I do you know the the band Fog by any chance? Yeah, yeah. I've I've uh, it's been a long time, but I have uh, listened to at least one of their albums before. I, I was gonna say that I think a lot of the early stuff by Fog kind of falls into that, and all those sort of like Lex slash Mush slash Anticon kind of recording artists all fall into that sort of style of music where it's all the very low fidelity made unlike some broken keyboard in your parents house kind of music that yeah you know kind of evoked i think subconsciously evoked homestar runner for me when i was listening to it and that's why i ended up enjoying it yeah it's i i definitely had a time when i was like way into anything that sounded uh like they weren't trying to make it sound good (laughs) like anything that sounded diy or whatever you want to call that Oh, absolutely. Like the the amount of time like I spent like digging through like that's like the very, very early Black Moth Super Rainbow stuff where it was just like him singing into a laptop mic. Yeah. Wait, anyways, yeah, the, the, let's move on to the last non-secret song on here, which is a uh, recording of a live version of uh, Everybody to the Limit. Board games. I'm like, come on, Fahulua Gods. I said, come on, Fahulua Gods. Everybody to the limit. Uh, yeah. The live recording from Reykjavik. Yeah, Reykjavik, as opposed to Reykjavik. Where they have, uh, and for some reason it opens up with Strong Bad saying, uh, uh, problematic, getting problematic. <laughs> Which I don't... This, this was before, uh, this was before the, uh, the word problematic had a whole different connotation. Because, <laughs> uh, because 2003 was before, uh, internet cancel culture. That's true. <laughs> I'm just, I'm wondering, like, what did he mean by that then? I think it was just probably, like... A word that sounded cool being said in that rhythm. Like, uh, problematic. Yeah, get problematic. That would make sense. Yeah. The vocoded <laughs> synthesizer says, everybody to the limit, yeah. Okay, yeah. this is going to sound really bad. I did not know this song wasn't actually live until right now. <laughs> yeah, that. it's a quote-unquote live recording. In West with, uh, Yeah, with just a, uh, 
a a crowd noise added in the background, uh, and everyone starts chanting Trogdor at the end of it. Um, so for those who don't know what Everybody to the Limit is, it's uh, a song that was based on one of like probably the first ten uh, Strong Bad emails, um, <laughs> which was just somebody sent uh, the words I love you and then signed it from just a bunch of like garbled nonsense as their name uh, and he shortened it to Fuhokwa Gods spelled F-H-Q-W-H-G-A-D-S Yes, the uh, yeah, they just, uh, and he said in the time yeah, it was just, that's when he painted the uh, semi-recurring character guy with a big knife <laughs> Yeah it's it's a very uh, culturally important uh, touchstone that that email. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's that one uh, in song about the song in song about Sibby at the end. They explain how to spell Fuhugu gods, and where uh, I believe uh, Homestar pronounces it Fuhugu's or something like that. And he's trying to teach him how to do it properly. Yeah, he's he's like saying uh, Fugu grass, <laughs> Fugu grass, Fubu magoo. <laughs> The correct um, mention is Fahuquagaz, and then they spell it out in the international phonetic alphabet. Oh, good. So, so even people from Reykjavik can say <laughs> can say it correctly. The G yeah. is overwhelmed, which is apparently a reference to a Minutemen song. Yeah, I don't know much about the Minutemen. I've listened to a couple of songs of theirs. Um, it they have a lot of like stream of consciousness songs in their early stuff. I feel like yeah, I don't know much about them outside of like I listened to all of Double Nickels on the Dime in the background when I was working on an essay once, so I didn't like yeah. listen to it, listen to it. But I, I just kind of know of their existence. I've never, I don't remember anything about the Big Foist, which is what they claim this line is a reference to. I, I always get the Minutemen confused with the Walkmen, who are a much more uh, uh, contemporary band. I don't think I've heard of the Walkmen. They're they're like a folk rock band, I think. I'll have to I'll have to check that out. I've never heard of that band. Are they are they good? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I just know that uh, that they were kind of in the the oeuvre that tu- uh, Tuning Fork uh, pays attention to, and I always saw a bunch of uh, reviews of uh, their music. Uh, I'll have to take a I'll have to take a look at that at some point then. But yeah, this one again is basically just the same words as the original. Take it to the limit. Except right yeah. at the end where he does them in a call and response about Trogdor. Say burninate. Yeah. <laughs> burninate. Cheat is overwhelmed. Yeah, the, the the thing honestly that makes me date a doubt, sorry, that the cheat is overwhelmed is actually a reference to the Minutemen, is that this is a dance song and the Minutemen are like a punk band. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really I think it's a again, I think it's a bit of a coincidence. Puppet Strong Bad later performed this live with They Might Be Giants. Oh, cool! Do you know if it was a if it was a live Puppet Homestar performance or a live They Might Be Giants performance? Yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was at a They Might Be Giants show, um, and I remember seeing that like right as I was getting into They Might Be Giants that um, that Homestar would show up. Show, Homestar and Strong Bad would show up at their shows briefly, uh, like in between songs. Yeah, that like uh, that's actually how I found out about they might be giants was through Homestar Runner and then a honestly fairly negative review of Microbots in uh, the uh, Rolling Stone. Yeah, welcome to Giants Confirmed, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> we're bringing together all the noise space podcasts here. And, yeah. Uh, today it's uh, was it today we're talking about episode uh, four, season five of uh, Lost. 
Welcome to uh, <laughs> Island Shuffle here. Welcome to Brothers Strong Make Do. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been what we called this show. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the new name. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll have Summer remake the art. It's going to be fine. <laughs> Brothers Strong. Just like, just Photoshop our faces over, like, crudely over top of uh, the drawings of Stephanie of, uh, and Alex. Alex. Yeah, on the show. Yeah. Um, yeah, so after uh, a couple of minutes of silence, you get a, a secret song called Secret Song, sung by Homestar Runner. Secret song. I can't believe it's you. I never knew it was true. Oh, secret song. Secret song. And it's as you uh, as you were saying right before we recorded, hard to listen to. <laughs> yeah, it's not very good, and I mean it, it's on purpose, not very good. Also, yeah. it's a genre's love song. Uh, if that helps anybody here, but yeah, it's <laughs> it's it gives me the the real feeling that. Uh, uh, it's Homestar sitting at a piano and not being able to play it very well. Um, and I also get the feeling that it was made by Matt Chapman sitting at a piano without writing the song first. <laughs> he just kind of hit record and started playing a thing. Yeah, that, that makes sense. It sounds a lot like when the H. John Benjamin did that album with a jazz band where yeah. it was them and then it just him poorly playing piano and singing with like professional jazz musicians. <laughs> Kind of I need to actually listen to that at some point. I keep hearing about it. Um, and, you know, good on him for, for being willing to do something like that, put himself out there. Yeah, because basically the whole concept of the album is him being bad at doing something. So it's a very sort of self-deprecating <laughs> joke that I can appreciate. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of his Coach McGurk pun- uh, personality coming out. <laughs> But yeah, there's really, honestly, I, I feel like, unfortunately, we've had to say this a lot, but there's not much else to say other than that about Secret Song. It's just kind of yeah. Homestar singing Secret Song over and over again, and occasionally saying that songs are made of mysteries. And clouds are made of moonbeams. Yeah, other than that, it's just him singing about how the song is secret. It's the secretest song on the album, and then poorly playing some piano chords. Yep. Uh, for uh, for an album that uh, that's based on a Flash cartoon, which is entirely uh, self-referencing humor, I think they they didn't they didn't do half bad. <laughs> I, I agree with that. There's there's honestly quite a few genuinely like even removed from the humor of it. There's quite a few actually good sh- uh, songs on the album, and I like it quite a bit. Yeah, they 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 did enough with the limousine concept that it warranted them actually playing a show as limousine once, <laughs> um, and I think that just kind of speaks to uh, how at least how well that uh, concept was uh, was thought of. Yeah, I, I I wish that I was like able to have actually like experience specifically that kind of stuff as it was happening like when they would have been doing live shows and pieces like that because i would have loved to have seen limousine do a live show as limousine yeah it's it's the it's the gorillas of the of the homestar runner universe yeah he's when they're live they just use uh they use like the tupac holograms of four different matt chapmans yeah exactly (laughs) um 
yeah, um, this this was a very important album to 15-year-old me, and uh, I hadn't listened to it for probably six or seven years before uh, recording this episode, and uh, I, I think it still holds up pretty well. Um, it's not, like, a super awesome album, but at the same time, it, it brings me right back to that, that point in my life, and I think that that's uh that's that, that's important absolutely like i still really enjoy most of the music on it and uh yeah, i'm a pretty big fan and i'm glad i got the chance to listen back through this again for this episode because it was nice to hear all the songs again yeah and again we'll we'll have you on uh on tuning fork to talk about an album that's uh that's not related to homestar runner <laughs> at some point i look forward to that happening cool <laughs> anyways i think we've been recording uh, well for an hour and a half yeah um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's been this episode of The Stick. Um, we'd, uh, like to thank Hyper Chicken for the theme song, Always Beezing and Doozing, uh, Summer Geist for making our, uh, awesome album art. Um, go, uh, check out Summer at Stellar Ghost on Twitter. Um, and, uh, I'm David. You can follow me on Twitter at, at Dave's, uh, listen to Tuning Fork, which is, uh, my other show on noisespace.xyz with uh, host Matt, uh, also of HKIP and the uh, runner of this podcast network. Yeah. And uh, I've been Eden. You can find me on uh, Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, which is a the leftism podcast here with uh, Matt and others uh, here on Noise Space, and also on Twitter at TP underscore Albuquerque. Uh, oh. And as we always say, <laughs> no probalo. <laughs> no probalo. Your mother tried to show me all the laser crabs. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Three, four. And this little weirdo would be a modestly hot girl to help me through the hard times. You know, the kind that are only sort of hot so they don't mess around with other guys. I'm forever your girl.